Welcome to this week's Anglers Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats. Still building legends one at a time. Now here's your host, Chris Brown. Welcome, folks, to this week's Anglers Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Sportsman's Warehouse, your fishing and outdoor store. Find everything you need online, sportsmans.com. I'm Chris Brown, along with Director of Social Media, Mr. David Zong, and the Anglers Channel Insider, Mr. Kenneth Grover. Today is Wednesday, January the 20th, the year of our Lord, 2021, and it's Inauguration Day, boys. And I kind of feel bad for everybody around D.C. today because they've been shut down all week. So, ain't nothing happening around there except for, I guess, the swearing in of a, of a new president. So, <laughs> I'm sure everybody's watching that on TV today. Maybe this podcast will bring a little uh, little excitement to your life in the midst of uh, a crazy day. But um, like I said, uh, it's it's been a week already, and it's only Wednesday. Every, so everybody needs a good option to spend their time. They do, and this is a great option. Also, another great option is our English Channel Insider Rookie Podcasts, which are going on on Friday. So if you missed the first one with Ty All last Friday, push play. You'll hear it. It's good. David, what do you think about it? It's pretty – it was pretty good. It's been a while uh, since we've had one, so it was really definitely uh, well, good to have May. something to listen to. It. Well, I've been since it's May, like, David. It wow. hasn't been that long. So just since May. Kenneth, I know you were still away the lake. What do you think? I, I thought it was really good. I mean, he, he pretty much – he didn't hold back. He pretty much – and this is – to me, this is what the Rookie Podcast is about. It gives us an idea of what these guys are about. You know, we don't really know a lot about, about them other than, you know – They've had some fishing success to this point. Right, right. But getting to know them better certainly helps. So I'm interested to follow him along as the season goes on. Yeah, the rookies are going to be fun to watch. I think the day he and I spoke, MLF broke an article about the rookies to watch, and he was not on that list. Uh, (laughs) They picked Cody Huff to win Rookie of the Year, kind of a preseason favorite. And so I asked Ty if that was like bulletin board material, you know, for like in the locker room, and he said it was. He was um, he was ready for it, so he's he's ready to go. I talked. I will to, tell you. I will tell you this. You better be careful of someone who's had some struggles in their life, and won't have a won't have difficulty fighting for it. Oh no, you're right. He is so a fighter. He, he he will be one to watch. Oh, absolutely, he will. Absolutely, he will. I did spend some time with Lawson Hibden who'll be coming up on this Friday's Rookie Podcast. And a great guy. Obviously, he's got good genes um, with Dion, his dad, Guido, his granddad, and uh, just the whole Hibden family. And then Jason uh, came out of retirement and talked to Cody Huff today. That'll be up on next week's Rookie Podcast. And then we'll have Cal Lane the week after that. So we've got like four weeks planned out. We're already ahead of the game for that show. This show, not so much. We fly by the seat of our pants in this in this show, and right now my pants are on fire. So we are uh, we are screaming through this show like we do every Tuesday. Y'all used to get show notes. You don't get them no more because I ain't got time, and we're just screaming through it. But it is what it is. We'll have a good time. We do have a great guest coming up for you tonight. Our buddy and newly 
qualified Bassmaster Elite Series Pro, Mr. Greg Hackney, which is really weird to say because he's won a shit ton of money on bass in Bassmaster events, and he's got three of them blue trophies. But I feel like he's going to have a lot more before his his um, his tenure at Bass is up. So we got Hackney coming up here in just a little bit. We'll talk to him. And, of course, coming up later in the show, we'll jump into some news and notes brought to you by Hummingbird at Mincota. Then we'll discuss the Ranger Boats Bass Wrap-Up. And then, of course, follow it up with the Coast Account down to Blast Off. But we'll go ahead and start off with a few hot topics brought to you by Rely on Lithium Batteries. Tailor-made lithium for your boat gives you the most power to help you make the most of your time on the water. Check them out at relyonbattery.com. I shared a post today to our Facebook page or yesterday to our Facebook page, and it was a simple guideline of how to wire your 36-volt trolling motor system with Relyon batteries. I thought it was very well laid out. I saved it because I'm going to need it because every year I'm Googling how to run 36 volts for a trolling motor as I'm putting my batteries in my boat because you open the back of my Ranger and there's like 14 black wires and 14 red wires and you've got charger wires and all kinds of wires. Kenneth, you know it by heart. I know you do. You can look at it and go, well, that's positive one from battery A and this is positive two from battery C and click them here and you do it in a heartbeat. I know how you are. You have spreadsheets for this. I, I need picture I references. I need a spreadsheet for this one. Do you not? I need a picture reference. So check that out on anglechannel.com website or Facebook page. We're going to relyonbattery.com. <sighs> Have I told you all lately how much I hate COVID? COVID and cancer are like my two, the two things I hate the most. And mainly because we lost a really, really good dude. His son is a really good friend of mine. Joe was a really good friend of mine. Mid-South Hunting and Fishing News uh, writer Joe Sills out of Brownsville, Tennessee. I've known Joe since, gosh, 2001. And uh, just a great, great dude. Was a, a band leader. He played trumpet. He did all these things. Um, and then he wrote, and he loved to fish. And if I had anybody that bugged me at Strike King any more than a handful of anglers it was joe always wanting the latest and greatest always needing something and always wearing a striking hat and uh he was 78 years old passed away i hate it for his family uh joe was in a small town right outside of jackson tennessee and just an all-around great guy his son's a great guy but uh joe is just a, a great guy that is going to be dearly missed and I'm just really tired of, of COVID. I'm tired. I'm ready for this thing to go away. You know, I'm done. I'm done with it. I'm tired of seeing, you know, people lose their lives. My, my kids lost their grandfather to this uh, a few weeks ago. And, you know, now Joe and, and others. And it's just, gosh, it's just, it's, it's just terrible. So please keep Joe Sills, the friends and uh, family at Mid-South Hunting and Fishing News, and, of course, uh, the friends and family at uh, Fishing Tackle Retailer. Joe's son is uh, leading efforts there. So um, Joe Sills and his son, Joe Sills. So, But uh, the elder Sills has passed away, and uh, they will, he will be, be sorely missed, that's for sure. So that is for sure. Um, let's see. A couple other things that is going out right now. Um the National Professional Fishing League got an email from Al McCullough yesterday morning and TH Marine 
has become their official fish care sponsor for hey, their that, inaugural is that sponsor season. number one. I think so, but it's not a surprise because they're paying pretty much half the staff there. I mean, they're they're employed there somehow, some way. But uh, with Luke running the live stream stuff and uh, being on there for that, uh, it makes sense, you know, with the G juice and everything else got going on. That's going to be a big deal for the P- the TNPFL. I did ask Al how many spots they had left because several anglers yesterday put out posts that the National Professional Fishing League is still taking resumes, still taking applications because they've had some guys with hardships, right? COVID has taken a, 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 a beating on businesses and people's financial situations and everything else. And they've had a bit of a battle uh, with some of these guys not being able to, you know, basically got to work or even work period to, to raise this money. So um, they did have some hardships that opened up a few, uh, a few spots. I, uh, I applaud them for working with the anglers on this deal because, I mean, hardship's a hardship. You know, it happens. Um, a pandemic doesn't always happen, but, I mean, it's, it's good, them, good on them to, to work with these anglers and to help them out as needed and do what needs to be done by letting them out of a contract. So they, they opened up some spots. I asked Al yesterday on Tuesday how many spots they had. He said right now they've got 10 spots remaining. So 10 spots remaining. First tournament kicks off in about 49 days, I believe, 48, 49 days, mid-March on Eufaula. So I've got Al lined up for our February 9th show because, yes, we are booked up till then. February 9th, Al will be on the show to talk about the TNPFL and what they've got going on. Uh, prior to their launch date um, in March on Lake Eufaula. So, but 10 spots, Kenneth. Can't bend your arm to, to get your application in there? No. Why not? I'm already committed other other places. Oh, that's right. That little Toyota series thing you mentioned a few weeks ago. I got and you. I just, I'm not in a situation to swing six weeks off in the year. No? No. But don't you run that place over there? Um, what? Say it. No, there's nothing to say. Okay. I, I get a certain amount of time every year. I got to use it wisely. There you go. David, you're fixing to, to jump in there with something. I was going to say, it's still not too late. I don't, I don't know if you could hop over the border to get a Powerball ticket. <laughs> 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 that would free up quite a bit of my time. It really would. It really would. I'm not going to lie. I may have made a run to the border on uh, Saturday night and bought Powerball, which I did not win, and uh, also bought Mega Millions, which was last night. So I haven't heard if I've won or not. If I'm doing this podcast tonight, then I haven't. I haven't won. So that's <laughs> uh, that's for certain. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's getting up there. So if you haven't, uh, if you're not playing. I would make a run of the border, Kenneth. That, that 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 might help your chances of being able to fish a little more. Well, so. there's also a lot of conflicts with with other things I've committed to. No, there is. There is. You're right. But so there's still spots available. Uh, you can go to the tnpfl.com or the National Professional Fishing League dot com to uh, fill out an application. I want to say. Let me do a little, little do a little looky look here. I want to say they may have done some updating to the website. 
maybe I, I thought I saw something that uh, that it was updated, but I'm maybe not. Yeah, a few a few weeks ago, I think they. Yeah, that's right. They they did. They they made a few a few changes to it. Um, got some some banner ads going now. So, of course, it's all the stuff that of the owners. So Omega and Cashin. So um, that's good. Fifty days, forty nine days. Excuse me, forty nine days. Is what the clock says. I've got a countdown clock on there, so you can read all about their anglers and uh, and more. They got some event details. They got a few things happening, so it's coming up quick. We thought this guy's no late, late October of 20, 2019. and here we are uh, getting down to it. So, well, you know, all things considered, you know, the, on the year that we've had and things that are still happening, you know, if a full field is one hundred twenty five anglers, then that means they have one hundred fifteen set ready to start at Eufaula. That's really not a bad deal. Right. That, that's that's still pretty impressive for them to pull in 115 anglers. If they don't, you know, that's saying if they don't fill the last 10 spots. Um, I mean, that's still going to be a, a nice size tournament. Um, and and, the, and I, I would say that they pulled it off. Sure. I agree with that. I agree with that. So that's uh, – you're right. Paying out a lot of money. That could be, uh, that could be good. Um, I did get a – a comment on the X Zone Hotline. You can always share your thoughts tonight's show via the X Zone Hotline, 256 535 3217. No matter if you're a tournament fisherman, a weekend warrior, or Kenneth, or even Brandon Polnick, find out, find out more at xzonelures.com. I had a, a, uh, I got a text on the hotline from a gentleman who asked, he says, CB, what are your thoughts on bass eliminating the guaranteed payouts in the elite series? Haven't heard much discussion about it. So in the past two years, bass has paid all the way down the field, right? I believe the last $10,000 check or I forget, I forget how the payout goes. I had to look it up uh, and come back to it. But basically the bottom half of the field got at least $2,500, which is half your entry fee money back per event so at the very least you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna earn what like fifteen thousand somewhere in there um Which doesn't really make sense anyway it does back to you why are they taking it from you to begin with exactly so um so rumor has it that they're eliminating those guaranteed payouts for this year and my thoughts are it's good i mean i don't know why they paid them down in the first place outside of everybody leaving to go to mlf and now that we're back in business and they're growing, uh, it makes sense. I mean, go back to the way it was, in my well, opinion. It, it, it depends. I mean, if the money disappears from the payout, that's not necessarily good. Agreed. The money needs to, to be pulled back in somewhere else. Agreed. It needs- I, I have not seen a payout yet for their for their tournaments. I have not. David, did you do any looky-looky look, looky there to see what it was by chance? Uh, so they paid $10,000 all the way to the – 40th place, which was the day three cut, okay. and then it was 7,500 bucks. Uh, the next five places, so the 41st to the 45th place, we got $7,500, and then they paid $5,000 to the 46th, 47th, and 48th place guys, and then 2,500 the rest of the way down gotcha. last year. So, there that was last year, right? So, like I said, have not seen anything on this year. I'm looking on the website as well, nothing new. Nothing going on yet for the elites that we can see. No, those those have not been put out, but we'll do some more digging into that. But well, there's it's also a larger field this year. It is. It's 101 anglers this year. So, ho- and Zaldane still last. 
the same amount. They'll just redistribute it further up the field. Right. Right. So as long as they're as long as they're putting the money back throughout the field, then 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 I'm in good shape with it. Otherwise, it's just going to be at a rodeo like we're used to. But hopefully, that's not going to happen. So, uh, but like I said a minute ago, you can always chime in via the Exxon Hotline two five six five three five three two one seven to our texture who asked that question. We will do some more digging, find out what the payout's going to be, and uh, let you guys know in future shows. So, with that said. Take a quick little break. When we come back, we'll welcome in our buddy, Mr. Greg Hackney, to the show. Talk a little bit about the past couple of years on the BPT, and then uh, talk about his Elite Series outlook for 2021 right here on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Turn up the heat with America's most innovative total performance fishing machines. With more best-in-class features, the Ranger Z Comanche Series has taken all-out performance to even higher levels. Dare to dream and join a whole new level of leadership, the Ranger Z Comanche Series. Still building legends, one at a time. At Mercury, there are no limits to the lengths we'll go. Make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend. Except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro Access. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. And we're brought to you by our friends at Pro Charging Systems. The future of marine charging systems is here. Find out more. Dualpro.com. Excited to welcome in, well, newly qualified Elite Series Angler, Mr. Greg Hackney. Brother, how the heck are you? I'm good, Chris. How are you? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. I, all fair, we were talking, we were laughing about hunting, and you said you've been fishing. So you're finally getting back at it, huh? Yeah, finally. Uh, I, well, I say that I've been fishing twice in uh, in 21. <laughs> it's kind of hard for me to quit hunting, I'll be honest with you. It's not been a, a bad season. It's just one I'm not ready for it to be over with. I got yet. you. I got you. Well, <laughs> well, what have you killed this season? Can you talk about it? Uh, you know, I really haven't killed much of nothing. I guess that's the reason I'm still uh, hunting. I'm pretty picky, and uh, I've looked over a bunch of them, but just none of them just – I could just come up with a problem with all of them. None of them just quite made the grade yet. <laughs> Not made the grade. I got you. I got you. Well, uh, well, how's it feel to get back to fishing a little bit? Uh, it feels good. You know, uh, we had a really nice day here today. It was, you know, probably low 70s. And uh, I went fishing the other day. It was really cold. Fishing was good. Both times I've been, you know, been fishing this year. Fishing's been good. And, uh, just breaking my boat in, getting all my equipment. You know, I spent a couple days last week packing my truck. I got that done. Uh, got my boat packed. Got the, you know, got my motor broke in, and uh, I'm ready to go. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> in a way, <laughs> I might make one more hunting trip before I uh, before I get on the road. But uh, other than that, I'm ready to go. You know, I'm I'm kind of like a rookie now. I read, a, I saw a thing that uh. <laughs> I'm a, well, I'm referred to as not a rookie, but a newcomer. A newcomer. To right, the, uh, right. A right. newcomer to the sport of bass fishing. So uh, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this let me Let me see here. A newcomer with $3.7 million in career earnings. Yeah, that's a newcomer right there yeah. for sure. So is that – I mean, you just – you won just a little too much money to be qualified as a rookie, didn't you? 
Yeah, that's what they said. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of hoping maybe I'd just come back as a rookie, you know. <laughs> well, let's talk about that. You know, in and, all, and, go ahead. Well, in all seriousness, it is in a way it, it kind of it has that feeling like starting my career over. I'll be honest with you, I'm really mm-hmm. excited about it. I uh, I can't explain that, but it was such a huge deal last fall for me to requalify for the elites. You know, I really. It was not easy fishing, and, um, you know, I, I, I feel like I definitely earned my way, you know, back in the elites, and uh, I'm excited about it. So why go through the rigors of the Opens to requalify for the elites? Why, why try to get out of BPT and get into the and get back into the elites? Uh, you, you know, uh, there, there's a lot of, you know, changing going on on the Bass Pro Tour, and, uh, and you know, for me, I just – you know, I, after, I mean, really it was, I guess I had a short career over there. It was a year and a half and the, you know, we had some issues with the, uh, you know, during the pandemic or coronavirus, just like everyone else has, sure. but there are some things over there. I just, you know what? I just didn't feel like suited me. Okay. I just felt like the elite series Bassmaster and that style of fishing and, uh, you know, fishing for five fish and fishing for five big ones is, you know, that's, that's the way I've made my living for the past 20 years. And, you know, I, I tried something new. I, I did. I thought there was an opportunity over there for me, maybe, you know, to do something different or whatever. But after I got over there, it just, you know, I wasn't suited for it. I mean, I did all right. I was competitive. You know what I mean? But I had to adjust the way I was fishing and make some changes. And I, I was like, you know what? I've been doing this for 20 years. I, tra- I trained myself to fish the way I do. I don't really want to change. And, um, and Bass was a place for me to go back and fish for the fish the way I always have. You know, I, I gotta, I gotta think back to, gosh, two thousand. I can't like maybe four thousand five. I, I don't even know when you were fishing the Bassmaster Opens. I was working for Striking, and I came down to Columbus Pool to to meet you. Um, you were fishing an open down there, and I remember on stage you were talking to Keith Allen, and he asked you. You actually finished pretty well in that event. I don't remember exactly where, but you was pretty high. And I remember him asking you a question about the fish you were catching, and you made a comment that the fish you were catching were not resident fish. They were coming in there from other places. And he said, how do you know? And you're like, well, I'm fishing standing timber, and if they're resident fish, they'd be beat up, right? They'd have scars on their side from the stumps and from the trees. And these fish were clean and healthy. And that struck me as a guy that, I mean, obviously you're in tune with what's happening. And I just, to me, it felt like, I mean, you're, you're following those patterns every day, following what those fish are doing every day. And that's hard to do on the Bass Pro Tour, isn't it? You know, we just have so much time off. You know what I mean? That was another thing I didn't, that time off is a double-edged sword. You know, at first I was like, oh, wow, we get these days off, you know, to, to work on your equipment or whatever. But what it does also, it takes you, it takes you out of the game in a way, you know, I've always been, I'll be honest with you. Like some of my best years are when I fished every day. You know what I mean? Like I was fishing both tours, fishing FLW and Bassmaster. Right. And I never had any days off. And I, just that staying on the water every day was always so good for me. And uh, that Bass Pro Tour, I, it, it's not that I didn't like the days off. They were just not good for me. You know what I mean? They were not, I couldn't stay in tune with what was going on. Another thing that happens that people don't think about. So I would practice two days and everybody in the field practice two days. Well, you may not fish the first round. So somebody else is out there working your fish over while you're, you know, having the day off. Right. And, uh, and the deal is I'll tell you another thing because of that format, because they, no one quits at five or 10 or whatever, 
you know, you try to catch everything, you know, a guy has a tendency, and I did the same thing. When I went in the area and they were biting, you burn them. Right. You, if you could catch 50, you catch 50. You know, so, <laughs> you know, it, it takes a lot of fish to go around. You know what I mean? And so I, I don't know. It was things like that, you know. And uh, now I will tell you that year two was better than year one. I, I hated that one-pound fish. Right. You know, this year they upgraded to a two-pound minimum fish, and that that did make things better. And they went to good lakes during good times. And you know, even two pounders weren't a factor. You know what I mean? Like you had to fish for bigger ones. But you know, just all in all, I'm like, I, I, I don't. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't want to train the public that they got to go out there and catch a hundred bass to have a good day. Right. You know what I mean? Because some of the best days I've ever had on the lake, I got seven or eight bites. Sure. And those are the days I remember. Now I've had days where I caught a hundred. Yeah, and that was but most of the time they're rats. Right. You know, you don't catch a hundred big ones. When you catch big ones, you catch seven or eight. And those are the days that you remember the most. And you know, I got to thinking about that. I'm like, you know what, I'm just I'm not the guy to train everybody that you need to go out here and catch four hundred bass <laughs> over four days. That ain't my gig. Right. That don't make you a bass fisherman. You know what I mean? Sure. It really doesn't. You know, it's like it it'd be like deer hunt, you know, so I love the deer hunt. Well, what if I go out here and pound me twenty spikes? You know right. what I mean? Right. I, I don't. I mean, <laughs> I shoot every buck I see. You know. You know what I mean? If you don't do, it's not that deal. You know what? I want one great big one. Right. Well, you know, fishing is the same way. People don't remember two pounders they caught. They remember eight pounders and six pounders and a five pounder that broke their line. You know what I mean? So yeah. I just that's just more my deal. I, I agree, Jason. Greg, it's no secret that uh, your accomplishments in bass fishing are are pretty far and pretty huge. I mean, your trophy case is is pretty full, but uh, we no, all know that it's not full yet. We <laughs> hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang on, hang on. That's where I'm going. Just hang on, just a second. <laughs> we are. Uh, we all know that it's lacking one big one. And uh, how much was that about coming back to get that classic title? You know, I, I'll be honest with you. That has always been the title that I felt like drove my career and kept me going, you know, and, uh, and, you know, honestly, it eluding me is probably one of the best things ever for my career, hmm. you know, cause I'm a very, uh, goal oriented person and, uh, having that goal of having a shot at winning the classic, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I missed two years of that at the Bass Pro Tour, you know, not having a mm-hmm. chance to qualify for the classic. And it has bothered me because day in and day out, when this is all said and done, you know, all the tours are great or whatever, but I really, at the point in my career, again, it's like you said, I only need one, and that's the classic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, you can't win the classic if you're not fishing bass. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, there are a lot of things that, you know, it's funny how the things work out. Had it not been for the coronavirus and the pandemic, I, I wouldn't even have been able to requalify this year. Right. Yeah. But because of that, you know, tournaments were moved around, tournaments were canceled. And the combination of the canceling of the tournaments on the Bass Pro Tour and the the rescheduling of the tournaments on the Bassmaster Tour allowed me to fish the, you know, all the whole, um, you know, the whole group of the Central Opens and requalify. So, you know, I, whether it's fate, you know, it, I just feel like that everything, you know, just kind of lined up and it was the way it was meant to be for me, you know. So, uh, I just. In a way, I can't. I know the coronavirus is the worst thing ever for our country, but there's if there was any positive to it, it, it got me back in the elite. Yeah, for sure, for sure. There's been a lot of a uh, lot of fanfare, a lot of folks excited to see you coming back to the to the elite series. I'm not sure about the other anglers, but a lot of a lot of Hackney fans out there excited to see you come back to the elites. 
You, you know, it's a, it has kind of, it's went over really well. It's went over really well with all my sponsors. You know, all my sponsors were, you know, you know, they were happy to see me go back to Bassmaster and, uh, you know, that's a huge thing. And, you know, those are the people who support me and, you know, make it possible for me to do this. And, uh, and I did before I, even before I went back to fishing Bassmaster, I went, I asked them and told them what I was thinking and all, and they were, you know, across the board, they were all happy for me, you know, to, and to have, you know, to go back and have that opportunity. So, uh, and the public, it's went over well. And I'll be honest with you, I, you know, I, I've not really spoken with any elite, you know, because I am a newcomer. I don't really, <laughs> I know a handful of the elite guys. I know all the elite guys. I just don't know all of them personally yet. Uh, so I've not really talked to any of, uh, I've heard from a couple of them that I know. But, uh, you know, what I did, you know, a lot, I did have a lot of anglers, you know, during the opens to tell me that they were glad to see me fishing over there. And I'll be honest with you, it made me feel good. You know, when, when, you know, when your competitors say that, you know, when they say, man, we're back, they won't just come out, come out and say that, you know what I mean? They were being honest about it. it. It felt good. I'm I'm still laughing over this newcomer deal. This is just it's just comical to me. But he's right. That's what you are, right? Is there a title I mean, for I, that too? Like newcomer <laughs> of the year? Can we get that too? <laughs> yeah, I don't think they have uh, they have a title. But I did. I saw that on uh, on Bassmaster this morning, and I I had to chuckle a little bit because I was like. <laughs> I don't look like a newcomer. <laughs> so let's see. Who are the newcomers, David? It's Hackney, Christy, Martin. Uh, is there anybody else that's coming back that's a newcomer? Justin Atkins. Justin Atkins. Atkins, yeah, that's Atkins. right. Atkins. Yeah, Justin Atkins. Yeah, Atkins. And so <laughs> between the four of y'all, we might do an Angler's Channel Newcomer of the Year Award right here. We'll just we'll just, we'll just keep up with it, Greg, and we'll let you know how you do it at the end. We'll get you a trophy <laughs> too, Greg, just yeah. to add to the case too. Yeah, we'll get yeah, you a like little have like a, a little Angler of the Year between the newcomers. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's just, exactly. Yeah. You got a one in four shot, brother. I mean, that's, I mean, how hard could that be, right? So one. Yeah, but that's four. a strong group. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask you about. Was I mean, second in points in the opens, um, three points behind Christie, had a fifth, a twenty first, a twenty second, and a fortieth. And we've talked to other opens guys that uh, that have qualified or have won. And dude, that field was not a slouch at all this year. You know, I, it's, it's, I mean, you know, <laughs> I hadn't tried to qualify for the elite since like 2003. <laughs> so, uh, and, uh, <laughs> so it's been a while. And, uh, the deal is I, I like, I was totally impressed about how those guys broke the lake down. Of course they're, you know, the opens have a large field, but I'll tell you this, I never got hardly ever fished a place by myself. You know what I mean? I never found anything that was away from everybody. I fished pretty much fished in a crowd the entire, you know, series. I was impressed that those guys, uh, you know, there's no off limits, you know, during the open. So they get to practice a lot, but those boys do their homework. And uh, I will tell you, it was tough. I, I, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to lie and say, like, I, going, you know, that Louisville tournament was uh, do or die for me. And uh, it was not easy. You know, I had some, you know, some missed opportunities just about every tournament that cost me from some really good finishes. And, uh, but I mean, all in all, it was, it was a tough fall of fishing. It was very, uh, it's very nerve wracking. You know, I guess that's the reason when it was all said and done, I, I pretty much felt like after the first day at Louisville that I locked myself in, you know, for making it. And, uh, what a huge relief. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm glad to get this monkey off my back. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I, Cause I, you know, I, this is the deal. Had I not requalified, I would have fished all three divisions of the opens this year. Right. You know, that was, mm. I had already made that mental decision that I'm like, you got four chances at making it. 
if you don't make it, I'll just lock in and, and, you know, I would just, you know, just fish the opens this year. Yeah. Um, was what I was planning on doing, you know, whatever I needed to do to get back. And, uh, I was very fortunate that it worked out and I don't have to do that. Um, but, uh, it does, it feels awesome to be back. And I'll be honest with you. I'm going, I can just about say this with no, with complete certainty that I will finish my career as a Bassmaster guy. You know what I mean? Wow. I'm like, I tell you another thing I thought about that whole deal. I'm like, I'm giving up a lot of history there. You know, history with me, history with Bassmaster in that, you know, I'd watched it growing up as a kid back in the Bob Cobb days, and mm-hmm. I had always loved it. And, I, as I say, and I'll be honest with you, I watched a lot of Bassmaster Live, you know, when they were fishing during the, uh, you know, during the, you know, when everything else was shut down or whatever. And, uh, but, uh, oh, wow. but, I, but seriously, it, um, uh, you know, I just really enjoyed watching the, you know, watching those guys compete this fall on the elite series, man. I was like, I'll be honest with you. I was jealous. I mean, I did. I watched Tommy and zone on there and I'm like, man, I got, I got to get back over there. I, I just, that's where I, that's where I grew up at. You know what I mean? I'm like, and I'm not even biased, you know, him and Tommy do just such a good job. Even if zone and I were not, we are tight, but even if we were not, I mean, they both do, you know, so it's just such a professionally run deal and I enjoy it. You know, yeah. I mean, they, I felt like this year when, you know, people were look, you know, looking for a sport to watch, they knocked it out of the park. Yeah. You know, that whole ESPN two live deal, you know, running the live on ESPN two, it was yeah. huge. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'll be honest with you. I was jealous of that, not being there, <laughs> having a shot at that. It was a really big deal. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. David, you got a couple? Uh, so the uh, the year you won AOI uh, 2014, you also fished you fished the elites and the FOW tour, also netting a win on the FOW tour side. Was there any possibility of you fishing multiple tours this year at all? Uh, okay, so what I you know because I'll be honest with you, I thought about that too, and I have always fished better when I uh, fished a lot. So I'm fishing two division of the opens and the elites. Oh wow! I'm okay. fishing both the centrals, the southerns, and the elites. Okay. I'm not sure, honestly, that I'll I will fish every one of the opens out of the six, but I know I'll fish five. I feel pretty sure I'll fish five of the six. So I'll fish five opens and nine elites. Gotcha. Okay. All right. I mean that's that's about you know. And another thing is when I got that you know it's quite a few tournaments or whatever. But when you when I got to you know put it on the calendar and got to looking at it, you know you know and, and unless they have to reschedule because of the, you know, COVID-19 or whatever and move some tournaments around. I mean, the season's pretty much over, you know, July, you know, as far as the elite. And then there's only, like in the Southerns and the uh, Centrals, there's only two opens after July, one in September and one in October. So, I mean, realistically, I'd fish a lot early in the year. The rest of the year, I mean, it's not a lot going on. So, uh I just wanted to be busy this year, you know, to be honest with you. So that was the reason I signed up for two divisions of the Open. Well, I mean, I know we had time off in the front half of the year last year due to COVID, but then everything kind of got packed in there in, in the, you know, the, the middle to, to the end of the year. Did you like that being busy pretty much the whole year, except for the first couple of months? Yeah, I really hated that being down. You know, we missed some of the best, best fishing of the year. You know, we were at Lake Fork was the last Bass Pro Tour event, you know, before they, you know, shut down for a couple months. And uh, 
you know, that's just that big fish time of the year. And I love to fish that time of the year. Really hated that. But I'd really enjoyed fishing in the fall because I'll tell you this. One thing I did notice about fishing in the fall, well, like, so I think the first open that I fished was in late June. It was uh, what I call more traditional bass fishing. You know, in the past, you know, all the tours have been that way. They've always been, you know, late winter, pre-spawn, spawn, spawn mm-hmm. you know, heavy with events. And uh, the one thing that I did, one thing that I like about fishing later in the year like that, like I did last year, is that there's certain baits that I grew up fishing with and ways that I grew up fishing that you only fish with during summer and the fall of the year. And uh, I did enjoy doing that. You know, I do. It's the same thing like when I was talking about watching those lives on the elites. They were tougher events. You know, no doubt fishing is not as good in, you know, August and September as it is, you know, March, April and May, of course. But but the one thing I do notice, it's to me, it's more traditional type fishing. You know, the spring tournaments are typically dominated, uh, you know, a bladed jig (laughs) and a piece of plastic. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, those tournaments are just dominated that way. But in the in the fall of the year, you know, or in the summer, it's a lot more cranking, buzz baiting, frogging. You know, just a lot of, of versatility goes on more so with those later uh, later events. And uh, I, I really enjoyed that because, like I said, to me, it was more traditional bass fishing. You know, what the everyday guy gets to do, you know, gets to do everything, you know, when you fish all year. Because when I grew up fishing local tournaments, you know, we fished all summer. I fished a tournament literally every weekend, you know, every weekend, every, you know, till the tournaments wouldn't even slow down to like August or September. Right. And then there were champions, you know, everybody had their fall championship or whatever, September and October, but, you know, fished a lot. So as a professional, I have not fished much, uh, you know, and that's the other thing, you know, typically all the tours do the same thing. As soon as the weather heats up, they run north, mm-hmm. you know, to, uh, to smallmouth land. And so you never, you know, you, you spring fish in the South and then you just never get an opportunity to, uh, you know, to do all that stuff. So I, I really did. And I enjoyed this fall doing, you know, get to do everything. You know, I had a buzz bait and a frog, a jig and something to flip with a square bill, just, you know, a plug, you know, big top water, just a lot of things that, you know, fishing in the fall is kind of junky, you know, in that you catch one on this bait and two on this one and, sure. you know, so on but it, yeah, i did enjoy it all you the know, fun stuff it's different. <clears throat> yeah for sure kenneth but greg i think i speak for all of us in, in the fact that that we're we're happy to see you uh, back on the elite series and i, I wouldn't even mind uh, hearing another reference to godzilla somewhere along the way <laughs> <laughs> Listen to that. i guess godzilla would be my spirit animal i guess i would say so <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was going to ask you, uh, you know, you were talking earlier about, you know, you, you got your truck packed and, and you started working on your boat. When, when you prepare to start the season, do you pretty much have everything you need for the whole season, you know, starting out? Or, or do you kind of plan, you know, a couple of tournaments ahead and come back and, and repack to, to finish out? Or how, how do you do that? So I'll, I'll tell you, I have, I, I have always packed my truck pretty much for the season every year. So this year I did come up with the bright idea that I would pack. I was going to pack for the tournaments. Well, then after I put all the opens and all the elites on the schedule, there really wasn't going to be any downtime between (laughs) events. I mean, I literally to have one week off in a six week stretch 
I have to miss a tournament at Douglas. And I haven't decided if I'm going to do that or not. But anyway, and so that would be the only week I would have off pretty much from the end of March till the 1st of May. And so uh, I ended up going back and pretty much packing my truck for the whole year with the exception of the smallmouth stuff. I, I, there is a handful of, you know, smallmouth niche baits that I will pack before we head to New York, uh, you know, for the last couple of events. But other than that, I pretty much can fish 95% of the year right now with what's in my truck. I don't need to add anything. I packed it. It takes, it took me two days, which in the past, I, my stuff was not really in bad shape because sometimes it is taking me as much as a week. And I'll only work on it for about six hours a day because when you're working on tackle like that, it's so tedious. It You don't get a lot done, if that makes sense. You can just work on right. it for hours and hours and hours, and you don't really <laughs> – it doesn't seem like you really got anywhere. But right. but anyway, so I pretty much worked on it for about, you know, 12 to 14 – I put about 12 to 14 hours in it, and I got my I got my truck packed. I have a handful of stuff to add to my boat before we head to Florida for the first event. I'm kind of watching the weather you know, uh, so it's it's funny because because Platt, because the you know it's the first event, their weather is really similar to my house. So I noticed that we're fixing to be on a warming trend for a few days, and so is Palatka. But then it's pretty much when we're gonna right before, like I can look at the weather about 15 days out right now, and uh, which is a, like a week or so before I leave, and they they have a little more, you know, back to 60s and 40s. So they're having about the same weather that uh that we have here, but in case I'm just watching it until it gets a little closer. So I, there's a couple things I need to pack in my boat. If it, it has to be really warm or if it happens to be really cold, but about the same stuff that works around my house works in, in Florida where I live at is so similar to the fish are, of course are not as big, but <laughs> the, uh, the terrain is the same. Gotcha. And kind of the second part of that. I, I mean, you're, you're primarily a, a striking uh, pro. So how does that help you if, if you're if you're packing your your boat and your truck for the whole season working with a company like striking how does that help you because i mean they've got a, a broad product line that can pretty much cover everything so how, how does that work into your favor you, you know i'll be honest with you You know i've been i've been at strike king since 2004 i said it was the year that i started with strike king it was my rookie season i was rookie of the year that year and um uh, it makes it so easy. Strike King makes every in high quality makes everything that I need. Like so, everything in my boat and truck is Strike King. I got you know now they make so many baits that I don't use them all. You know it's impossible for me to use them all. But what they do is they make everything that I use. You know from jigs to jig trailers, swim jigs, frogs, whatever, finesse worms. You know it's it's funny when uh, when I started with. Yeah. When I started with Strike King, they were known as a you know jig, spinner baits, and crankbaits. I mean, really, in 2004, that's what they were known for. And yep. you know, plastics. I you, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, I used other people's plastics because Strike King wasn't known for plastics. And then they just really, I mean, you know, they've dominated the tournament trail. They've had, they, you know, Strike King's pro staff is who's who of bass fishing, and uh, you know, now with the KVD uh, tour grade plastics. Um, we got everything, finesse worms, anything that you need, they have. <laughs> Greg, do you remember in 2004, your first visit to striking? Uh, I do. Yeah. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> I'll tell this story. <laughs> so the first time I go to Strike King, go to the I go over over to Collierville. Yeah. And uh, Chris is there, and so uh, they have the back of the of their the back of their uh, warehouse is like a tackle store. <laughs> there are pegboards with everything that Strike King makes on these pegboards. And uh, so when I get ready to leave, Chris hands me a basket and he goes, just shop, get whatever you need. And I'm like, really? (laughs) (laughs) I felt like I was stealing something. You know what I mean? So I I put like a, like I go down the aisle and I get two spinner baits and put them in the, uh, and put them in the basket. And uh, I'm like, Man, I, I probably needed a couple more. I walk a little farther, and then Chris goes, "You, you, 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 not, you can get all you want." I go back, and I, and then, of course, after about thirty minutes went by, of course, I started just piling it in there. Then, but at first, I was like, "I can't believe they're letting me do this." <laughs> I wasn't sure I, I felt like I was stealing something. I felt like they were to check my pockets when I left. You know what I mean? <laughs> I remember that day vividly. That was a good time. Hey, I, I will tell you though, it has been a blessing for me to be at Strike King O. And like I said, I've been there a long time, and it's that—that that is one thing I know. There are a lot of tournament anglers out there that are jealous of the, the Strike King Pro staff because we we have had it really good. You know, like I said, we've had who's who of bass fishing. We've been on top of the uh, when anything new came out, it always seemed like Strike King was right there with it. You know, always coming out with something at one tournament. And you know, I'll be honest with you, I, I you know. It's been cool to be on the pro staff with Kevin Van Dam. You know, I was there when he's winning everything. It seemed like every time Strike King came out with something new, he won a classic on yeah. it. I mean, it's it, it's pretty incredible. And uh, the whole pro staff like that, Mark Davis, Mark Rose, I mean, it's they're all good guys. They're all outdoorsmen. They all deer hunt. You know, it's uh, the whole group there is like a big family. So it has been a lot of fun. Very cool. David, finish this up. Yes. So, so uh, talking about striking, you know, the other half of that rather outdoor side, uh, side is uh, lose. And a few years ago, you signed with lose. And um, when you make that switch from a one one rod company to another, and I know you have a, your own signature line, what goes into that process? Like, are you trying to re- like recreate uh, rods that you had in the past, add to what you didn't couldn't make or improve on them? What's the process like for that? You know, really the biggest thing that, you know, again, like the, the, with the whole lose deal is, you know, cause lose is dominating the market on, you know, rods and reels. But one thing I was able to do there was go when I, you know, signed on with them was able for, you know, to talk them into building the rods that I needed, you know, the exact actions, tweaking rods that I had used in the past and making them better, uh, making them more high quality, just using better components. And, uh, so you know, I have a whole, I, you know, I have a line of rods at Academy and then, you know, Luz is coming out with the new signature series. I can't say a whole lot about that, but, that's, what? you know, I'm waiting on them to do that, but we have a whole line and, you know, the whole pro staff will have their own niche rods, you know, and, and you'll know when you go and pick up one of these rods that you're getting a rod that was developed for a certain technique. You can just pick up the rod and go, it's a pitching rod. It's a flipping rod. It's a frog rod. It's a cranking rod, whatever it may be. And you know, it was designed by somebody that's making a living. With it. Sure. And I, I will be honest with you, the guys that are making a living with rod and reels, they know exactly what you need. You know, I mean, that's, and, um, uh, 
And again, Lou's being much like Strike King, staying on top of everything. You know, when they need to make a change, they make a change. They don't just ride the old to the end. You know what I mean? Just because something worked two years ago doesn't mean it works now. You know, fish are evolving. The fishermen are evolving. And these companies have to evolve with them. And, uh, you know, like I said, Lou's much like Strike King is evolving, you know, as the as fishing changes. You know, everything's changing. Yeah. Yeah. Good. All right. So... Well, I'm going to circle back to this whole newcomer thing again. The last year, (laughs) (laughs) the last year that you were considered a newcomer to the, uh, to the Bassmasters side was 2004, which you mentioned you won rookie of the year and you finished second to AOI by three points. Is it safe to say that 2021 might be a year to pick Greg Hackney as a a favorite, whether it's to win a elite series or maybe even carry the end of the year trophy again? Uh, I don't, you wait till about three tournaments in, (laughs) (laughs) you never know how fishing, you know, it's fishing. You know what I mean? I am, uh, I'm excited about it, but you never know how that, uh, you know, how all that'll work out. I will tell you this. I'm going to give it a hundred (laughs) percent that I'm for sure about, but you know, it's a lot of it's up to the fish. I'm hoping this is one of those years where the, uh, the fish are looking for me and I'm not looking for them. I like it. I like it. Well, brother, thanks so much for your time tonight. Congratulations on, on getting back in the elites. I know all of us are excited about that and excited to see the hack attack back on the elite series again. And uh, hopefully we'll be talking to you again soon here after you pick up one of them blue trophies. So, I really hope so. I really hope to have that opportunity. But uh, I appreciate it, and uh, I appreciate y'all having me on tonight. And uh, I'll see you later. All right, bud. Take care. Thanks. I forget to call your wife back. I got to do that. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> well, guys, there he is, the hack attack. Jason, you're right. Pretty laid back and loose. Good yep. old Greg Hackney. He's, so he's, uh, Greg. He, you know, it, it's really funny. I told the story before, but back in 2004, um, when I was at Strike King, uh, we hired Greg Hackney and Mark Benendez at the same time. And uh, I'll never forget when we did it. Uh, one of the comments made by one of the higher ups in the company was we're going to hire Greg as he can fish. We're going to hire Mark so he can talk and sure as shit. Mark won an elite series event that year and Greg won rookie of the year. And he's been, you know, just a constant PR guy for striking a lose ever since. And, uh, they both surprised us. I'll put it to you that way. So very excited to see him back on the elite series. Um, he's a good friend of mine. And uh, I'm actually going to get to spend a little time with him down in Florida after the St. John's event. So looking forward to that. David shaking his head no, like, you sorry, sap sucker. But uh, by God, I'm doing it. So it's going to happen. But um, y'all hang tight. We'll be right back with more right here on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Whether day or night, I love to tie one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on. I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on. Come on, man. Join the Stray King team. All you got to do, tie one on. (laughs) I think I always tie one on. At Mercury, there are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend. 
except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro XS. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Time for the Ranger Boats Bass Wrap-Up segment of the show. Brought to you by our friends at Mercury Marine. Check out rangerboats.com or your local dealer to build your dream rig. We've just had this conversation off air. We may have something cool coming for you in February. Something that maybe you could get your hands on an official you pick them trophy. I don't know. We'll see. We're thinking about it. We're talking about it. We're going to tease it. I had to, like, we have to do, can we have to do like, like, like a little Godzilla trophy, right? That would be, that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? And that Ken, would. Kenneth's like, I want it. one, damn it. He's like, give me, I'll give you my trophy. You give me the Godzilla trophy. I'll just take them both. I, you probably would. Oh, you probably would. Smite talking already. I know, already. So, David, tell us how bad we suck, or I sucked this past weekend. Uh, I don't think you sucked as bad as some other, other guys on the show here today uh today oh. but uh well, it's I'll only it's only you me and kenneth this week so i know <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't know jason i put in one one but we, got in one, we were over so. we were all over oh, on that one. So. <laughs> i was hoping it would be way more than that i'd win no all right sorry i set you up on that one jason <laughs> i knew it i knew it all right so just a little bit of housekeeping Things just uh, a few results from last week that I was able to track oh, down. And, look out! Um, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Depends how you look at it. But I was sound, able to sound get like it's going to be a good thing for someone, maybe. <laughs> well, it, you don't have to guess too much to figure out who that's going to be. But <laughs> but I did get results for the ABA D twenty seven event of the Jordan River. Um, and winning that event was John McGuffey. He caught 11.97 pounds. And with the guess of 10.5, that point went to uh, the guy who's leading it so far, Mr. Kenneth Grover. Yeah, that ain't good for yeah. me. <laughs> and the last event that I got of, uh, results for from last week is the Angler's Quest Livingston team event. And winning that event was Steve and Jason Roper. They caught a whopping two fish for 4.59 pounds and guess what we were all over on that one so <laughs> so it gives us some of those guys some love there but uh so that brings just well last week's points to three for kenneth one for me and one for jason for now wow and cb was zero so Thanks for digging that knife in my back. I <laughs> appreciate that. But it might, it, it'll change. It might change. Your, your luck might change here. Uh, but going with this week's results here, uh, as uh, CB kind of hinted there uh, a little bit there, the Wild West Bass Trail was out on Lake Shasta, and that event got shortened down to two days. And the winning weight there was 23.45 pounds caught by Jeff Michaels. Brian Smith caught 21.95 for second, and Cliff King caught 20.85 for third. And uh, like CB said, we were all over there. Don't have anything for the Fishers of Men Louisiana I, team event on Lake is it Darbon? Darbon yeah. I do want to say this. I, I don't know who the, the recreation director was or who the folks were there around Shasta that were able to pull this event off because it sounded like at the last minute the plug almost got pulled 
Really? And being able to, to, to knock it back to a two-day deal, kudos to those guys for letting that event happen. Wild West is a growing thing out there, and, and it's exciting to see that, that grow like it is. Um, and so, you know, I'm glad they were able to get that one in, even if it was a shortened two-day deal. But, man, I mean, let the boys fish. Come on. <clears throat> so. Don't get me started again. Chris. I'm not. I'm not saying a word. <laughs> not saying a word. I'm just saying let them fish. That's all I'm saying. So, but anyway, sorry, David. No, 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 about it. So we go down to Sam Rayburn. Uh, the first of our Sam Rayburn picks, uh, which was a Rayburn team event uh, from Angler's Quest, and winning that was Danny Cross and Steve Dillard with nineteen point four four pounds. Uh, Tommy Hill and Bubba Frazier cut sixteen point nine seven for second and. Gary and Justin Voda caught 14.93 for third. And we were all over with our guesses for that event, hoping that Rayburn would turn hot, which it would the next for the next day, I believe. <laughs> next day it did, didn't it? And then nothing again for the, I think they're new for this year, the Georgia Bass Trail on Seminole, but I'll keep an eye out for that one. Yeah, I sent a message to the uh, to their Facebook page asking where results were, and I've not yet received a uh, a reply. So I'll keep you in line uh, with with what I hear from those guys. So all right, and then uh, we go back to Rayburn for the All Outdoors Rattle Trap Open, and winning that was Corey Rambo and Rusty Clark with twenty five point five two. Philip Kulia and TJ Godwin caught 24.96 for second. And Jordan Bro and Brad Hildebrandt, or Hillebrand, excuse me, caught 20.44 for third place. And netting his first point of this week on last, well, I guess whatever the picks were this week, uh, was Mr. Kenneth Gover with his gust of 22.5. So if those first place guys didn't catch that bag, I would have took. What yeah. he just said if 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 <laughs> if. if nobody Maybe. catches them i'm gonna win <laughs> if a frog i'm trying to find wings. a positive this week you know? <laughs> if nobody if catches I'm them i can win right, wait i'd win every week too i mean if <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, a big if uh, yeah it's super big if <laughs> wow uh Moving on, we've got the I got no results for the ABA couples event on good old Gunnersville as well. So I'll keep an eye out for that one. Our, let's see here. We also had the Alabama's Bass Federation High School Junior event on Neely Henry. And the results for that event was the team of Reese Knight and Drew Shankles of Albertville High School with four fish. Uh, that totaled uh, 10.89 pounds, and we were all over on that one as well. So no points for that one. But we did have a carryover from last week, which is the ABA D20 event on the Harris chain, which yeah. took place this past weekend instead of the week before. And for that one, the team of um, – I'm sorry, Rick Danner caught 24.63 pounds to take first place. And – Adding to his total this week from last week, Mr. Jason Duran with his guess of 22 pounds got a wow. Yep. Oh, I did get a point this week. Look at this. You did. So look at there. Look at there. How about them? So, yep. Running totals Kenneth has four, Jason has a chance with two, and me and CB are at the back of the bus with one. 
which Peace. which it, which reemphasizes my thought process off the air <laughs> a few minutes ago. So anyway, well, good, <laughs> Kenneth. Congratulations. So that's. Uh, that's I just it. throw numbers out there. They, I mean, they, they land. They just, they land. Hit, hit, you hit, just hit. throw numbers out there. My God, you got a pocket protector in your abacus and, you know, add machines, <laughs> calculator, everything I, else I, going. I have not done any of that in well over a year. tournament data. <laughs> I, I have not looked at any of them in well over a year. I would love that, for you to tilt your screen down to whatever's that, to the right of you when you always. long cause, pause cause before all, he picks. He's doing all something. We see, all we see Let's, is look you. Look at that. Oh, that notebook? Yeah. That's a notebook you know, full of tournament data. That's that's <laughs> our all of our picks from last week. That's all it yeah, is. For the last fifteen years, he's got Nothing tournament there. data. That's Seriously, it. I haven't I haven't I, I realized I was doing it for no reason. I can beat y'all without doing all that. Oh <laughs> you know, well, like there's that wow. gag that the Simpsons have a like there's like a time traveler in the Simpsons because they have a good knack of like a track yeah, record of predicting yeah. Yeah. things that happen. Maybe Kenneth is a time traveler, and he just. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I like it. Has these numbers. I, mean, I, I will not admit to that. <laughs> well, well, we're gonna Marty we're, McFly over there. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and tease it, but coming up in um, coming up here in February, we we may just put together a little something something for you guys, uh, the listeners of this podcast, and our followers on social media. We may put together a little contest that would allow y'all to compete with those of us here on this show, specifically Kenneth. This is what the man. we we'll do. Beat the man. Whatever. It's really. <laughs> I think it's going to be you know you know Joe versus Godzilla. That's what we should call it, right, Kenneth? Is that what you want? Is that what you want to call it, or just a big lizard, or Shamu, or what do you want? I, I mean, I, I like the idea of you know Godzilla being on a trophy, but I, I, I'm. I'm not Godzilla. Not, okay, Beat right. the man. Beat the yeah. man. So we, we may we may do a little you pick them deal. Uh, uh, I, I figure out a I way expect, to do that. I expect more competition out of our listeners. Well, you'll have it. You'll have it. There we go. I edit the show. He's been smack talking yeah, like them already. All, I mean, we had this conversation 10 minutes ago, and all of a sudden it's turned into a full-blown, you know, here yeah. we go. You know, it's it's going to be. But, I mean, you do have Toyota Series events coming up. You do have obligations this year. So. Distractions. And look, distractions. Look, if, if any of y'all could talk trash like that, you you would be doing it too. you damn right. Yeah. If you damn right, we would. You're exactly right. <laughs> I I would love to hear David Jong smack talk, wouldn't y'all? I mean, would that not be? I mean, that I would love to hear smack talk out of David. What you got? I gotta hold my tongue back because I, I, I can oh. say some pretty yeah. David can bring mean it. things. <laughs> he can bring it. Say it. Let's go. Come on with it. He has to keyboard yeah. it. He has to type it in a comment. I think is yeah, what it he, is. He yeah. can. He can. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure he he could I'm, I, I can imagine it's it, it's yeah i'm not gonna say it it's like one of those if, if my truck could talk what would it say it's like if david yeah. would actually speak what what would he say and I, that's that's where it gets concerning right there so if we knew all those things running through his head right now we'd all be screwed <laughs> that's for sure we wouldn't get an earful um that's for certain so that's for certain. So with that, I think we'll take the coast account down to blast off, and we'll uh, you want to push that, and we'll 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 go ahead and, and put together our little contest for February, and yep. then uh, see what we can do. Kenneth's got the trophy; he's going to win the trophy. David, you and I are just you know we're back there in last place like we always are. So yep. 
uh, or I am anyway. And, We're the cool uh, kids in the back of the bus. That's we are. Is. You're exactly right. That's exactly where we are. And I got our hand on the emergency exit back there. There in the you back. go, David. David's <laughs> bringing a little bit now. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. He's got it. He's got it. It's in there. I know what it is. I know what it is. If we ever get to Texas, we'll get it out of him, right? We'll get that stetson <laughs> on him, get them cowboy boots, and uh, we, will, we will get it out of there. And it should be good. So I'm really interested to see what's going to happen with the Classic. Um, I, I, have, I have heard tell that if your reservations are for June, keep them flexible. Well, you just never know. I mean, it's all going to depend on vaccines and everything else that's going on. So uh, looking forward to seeing what's going on. I mean, here we are, what, three weeks away, David, from MLF Pro Circuit, not the other Pro Circuit. I almost said up the day, but the MLF Pro Circuit. And the uh, Bassmaster Elite getting kicked off down in Florida. So uh, we do have uh, Lawson Hibden coming up on this week's Rookie Podcast. Jason, I know you talked to Cody Huff um yesterday that's going to be coming up next week i saw he's on uh he was on bass university last night so uh busy guy as well so uh we've got some great shows coming up for you guys and uh next week well next week i'm going to try to have another newcomer to the elite series on the show i'll let you know how that goes but uh for on, on behalf of uh on behalf of our buddy greg hackney tonight i think we had a good show what you guys did you learn anything yeah. tonight kenneth uh, I learned, I learned that if you're competing against Greg Hackney, you better bring your A game. No, absolutely. you know that because <laughs> he's he's nice and relaxed and ready to get started. I mean, if he's viewing this as as you know, he's a he's a newcomer, then the rest of them better watch out. It his his laid back, and you heard. I know David heard it because he looked at me several times and was giggling. The way Hackney laughs, it's mm-hmm. it's a comical, mm-hmm. but yet one of those. I'm about to kick your ass type of laugh it's, is what it is. You know, it's kind of like that KVD wink, you know, that's got that. That's where I was going is it's, it's, yeah. it's got his demeanor right now has that KVD wink look to it. And that's a, that's a bad so, place to be for everybody so I else. Can, I can see it on the dock on in the morning where, you know, he's kind of got that coffee cup and he just kind of looks down and just kind of laughs. It's, you know, he just, and, he kind of, he kind of gives you that, you know, he, he yeah, talks with yeah. his hands. So he kind of gives you yeah. that little deal. But what's going to be funny is, is being a newcomer, not a lot of guys know Greg out there right now. So, I mean, he could, he's going to be kind of hanging out, you know. Yeah. He's going to be the oddball, right? Just kind of sitting over there. You know, to the doc talk, everybody's you know. looking over like, who's the new guy, right? I mean, what's what's going over here? There's going to be a few boys wet their britches come Thursday morning at at, uh, at St. John's. I'm just going to be honest with you. When, when Greg goes by and gives them that, you know – it's yeah yeah he started giggling like it's it, it reminds me of kvd and um shit the squirrel what's his name um jeff Crete. Crete, thank you thank you it reminds me yeah. of Crete. remember when they were going out one two and yeah. Crete was leading yeah. and and all you hear from the boat behind him is he's going squirrel hunting remember that yeah. from, from van damme yeah. and van damme just whacks him that mm. day and just crushes his spirit i mean just Crete just crawled under a rock after that i think so I, I hope day one of live that Hackney has a camera in his boat. Oh, he will. You know he's he got to. <laughs> he's got to. I mean, if if he's Mark Zona has any say in that, if Mark <laughs> Zona has any say in that, he's going to have a camera in his boat. I would. I would think so. They they better put one in there. I'll be watching the whole time. Oh, you and me both. That's for sure. So, well, folks, as always, thanks for listening to this week's show. We do encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review the show in favorite podcast app. We also ask if you like the show, go ahead and share it with your peeps and feel free to chime in and give us a, give us your thoughts and opinions 
on the X Zone Hotline, 256-535-3217. On behalf of our guest tonight, Mr. Greg Hackney, I wrote down Godzilla, but on behalf of Mr. Greg Hackney, for the AC Circus, I'm Chris Brown. Y'all have a great week and weekend. As always, God bless, good fishing. Wash your hands, wear your damn face mask, put that PFD and buckle it up, and we will see you next week. Take it first. Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, your number one tournament resource.